Fireflies Unite with Kia, your weekly podcast from the perspective of individuals thriving with a mental illness. We are normalizing the conversation about mental health within communities of color to foster mental wellness and empowerment. Welcome to another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast with me, Kia, where our mission is to bring light into darkness, just like the fireflies, by simply sharing the stories of people of color who live and thrive with the mental illness and to normalize the mental health conversation. So happy Monday, y'all. It's a new episode, and I have to thank you to all of the new listeners who are checking out the podcast. My name is Kia, and here on the Fireflies Unite podcast and our Fireflies community, we are all about normalizing the mental health conversation. We want to make sure that people are comfortable with talking about the things that are impacting their mental and emotional well-being. But also what makes this mental health podcast so different from others is that people have people of color who have been diagnosed with a mental illness, they have a safe and free space to share their story and to live in their truth. I was diagnosed in 2015 with major depressive and generalized anxiety disorders, and I am also a two-time suicide survivor. And so This podcast was birthed out of a very dark place, and it was never my intention to advocate for mental health. It was never a dream or a goal of mine, but for so long, I saw what it was doing to me to live with a mask and to act like everything was okay. And once I started to live in my truth and to be very honest first with myself and then those who care about me and love me, I realized that my healing started to take place. There is healing and being honest with yourself. There is healing and being able to share what you have gone through. And so that's what this podcast is about. So thank you for checking us out. I want to also send a huge thank you to every person who filled out that survey. Y'all, I read, I am reading ways to improve it. Thank you for the positive feedback and thank you for the constructive criticism. Um, you all say great things about the podcast and I'm really grateful. Um, the constructive criticism was something that I know, which is the sound. And that is something I am working on y'all trust when I tell you, um, my one of the things that I'll be working on in 2020 is hiring an editor and someone who specializes in their gift is sound um as a podcaster and as a creative um of course I'm very creative I have the ideas I can execute them but the technical aspect even though my background and my expertise is media I am not um a technical and audio person that is not my thing and so I do the best that I can and so I thank you for your feedback I have been trying different things with the sound and when once the podcast is edited I finish editing the podcast I do go back and listen and then oftentimes when I go back and listen I hear 
some of those sound issues. And so for the past few episodes, I'm seeing that um, the sound has, I've been working on it and getting it better. So thank you so much. If you have not filled out the survey, I encourage you to please do that. That will help me figure out how I can improve the podcast and the things that you want me to stop doing and the things that you would like me to do. So, uh, yeah. And again, if you, when you complete the survey, you enter your chance of getting a free copy of my book or Amazon gift card. And again, the survey, um, the giveaway to enter the giveaway will be happening until the end of January. So I need to get as many of you as possible to complete that survey. Please, 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 please. Um, Thank you. And then also, y'all, please rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to, but especially Apple Podcasts, y'all. My goal is to really continue to grow this community. And um, so please, your reviews mean a lot because they help the podcast to become more visible. And they let me know, again, ways that I can improve the podcast and the things that you want to continue to hear and the content that I should continue to produce and work on. So thank you so much. I also want to give a quick announcement that y'all, so y'all really outdoing yourselves with this mental health first aid um, training. And so I had a waiting, wait, a wait list for the training that's happening this Saturday on December 14th. And so Sharon Lawrence of uh, Sayla uh, Wellness and Therapeutic Services, who has been a former um, guest on the podcast, but has always been a huge supporter of what I'm doing. She was like, do you want to do another training? I will donate my space uh, to accommodate people who really want to take the training on the that are on the wait list. So as this was not, planned at all i am offering the last free mental health training i was not going to do it for a third time but because of the wait list she was just like she will offer another one so just know the january 4th training is almost full so i'm offering another free training you only pay 24 dollars for the book and the training is eight hours long for those of you who do not know what mental health first date is it is very similar to the CPR training that uh, a lot of people have taken and you learn how to identify the signs of mental illness and substance use disorders and how to effectively assist someone. What are the things that I say to best help someone and what are the things I don't say that can often make someone's episode or their challenges with their mental illness or substance use disorder worse. And so that's truly what it's about. It is a great asset to add to your resume, say that you were certified in mental health first aid. And so the January 4th training will not have a wait list. Um, And I believe I have two or three spots left. So if that's something that you're interested in and you are in the Prince George's County, Maryland or the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, please feel free to sign up. The link will be in the show notes. All right, y'all. So I am excited as always to bring you another episode. And so on today's topic, I am going to share something that happened to me last week. Y'all know on Facebook, Facebook tells y'all everything, right? They tell you if somebody not just likes something, but of course, if somebody you send somebody a message or someone sends you a message, the person can tell if you read it and things like that. So Needless to say, I happened to get a notification on Facebook saying that someone who was like a big brother to me, that they got a new job. 
Now, I really didn't necessarily care that the person had a, a, a you know, that that was the notification. I wasn't really going to click on it, but I did. And so I happened to see that the person is now working at a psychiatric um, research center, right? And so I started reading the comments and they were very, very disturbing to me, right? And so when I went to read the comments, now granted, let me tell you the backstory before I go into that. So the backstory with this person, um, I stopped talking to them when I had my suicide attempt and I was in the hospital, um, you know, in the psychiatric unit. Let me be specific. Um, I stopped talking to them months before because they were, you know, they're part of the Christian um, faith and they were often saying things that would make me feel like I would just, it would just make my episodes worse. Um, I felt like I was being judged. I felt misunderstood. Um, they would say things like, don't, you know, taking that medication is going to make you worse. Um, and just really making me feel as if I had given myself depression, making me feel as though, you know, it was something that I could control or that I could just kind of snap out of. And it was one of the most hurtful things. And so I had initially distanced myself from this person. And years later, they kind of came back around and I started talking to them about, you know, what that time was like, how the things they said, how it made me feel. And we, you know, started educating them and um, we, you know, started to slowly rebuild our relationship. And so when I saw that this person, it was very odd. I believe this, um, the person has always worked in like um, healthcare, but not mental health. And so this person had got a new job at a um, psychiatric research center. And the comments that I saw, y'all, my heart literally dropped to my toes. I am not kidding, y'all. Um, and I, I couldn't believe the things that I was reading because I had spent some time educating um, this person, not necessarily in debt, but I just let them know how the things that they said impacted me. And so um, there were comments of people going back and forth saying like, oh, you hope that, no, uh, um, you sure that you got a job there and that you're not staying there, staying there uh, because, you know, you're crazy. And then someone's like, oh, yeah, I saved you a bed, you know, for you, you know, to so that you can like be in the room next to me, you know, because, you know, you don't have it all together either. You know, those things that people say that are. um associated with someone being crazy or, you know, they'll say loony or their screws not being too tight, things like that, that make people, um, that basically continues the stigma, that make um, the stigma, that make people not want to get help, that make people feel lonely and isolated. And so I when I saw that, y'all, I immediately started crying. Like I was so hurt. I can't even begin to explain how it was like, it was one of the worst pains that I ever felt. Like I physically felt a pain in my chest. And it was like my stomach was hurting. It, it was just so hurtful to see that because, and here I go getting emotional, but because 
I spent time in a psychiatric unit. And I remember when I was not educated, I thought that, you know, it was only for a certain type of people, you know, people who just talk to themselves and hear voices or see things and are hallucinating and delusional, having a false sense of reality. I, you know, because again, I was uneducated because that was what I heard, but it wasn't until I had my experience. It wasn't until I had my experience of attempting to end my life. It wasn't until I had my experience of not wanting to be alive. And it wasn't until I was forced into the hospital. So many of you who listen to the podcast, you know my story. You know that I attempted to end my life, but I was forced by the police into the hospital because I was a threat to myself. And at one point I thought that I was too educated I went to Howard University. I went to Georgetown University. I thought that somebody like me, I did not belong there. I was quote unquote too educated, right? And so when I see people say things like that, it it hurts because at the time I didn't think I belonged there. But looking back and learning from that experience, I did belong there. I didn't even know what day of the week it was. I didn't know what time it was. I I knew my name, but I was slowly fading away where to the point where I wasn't completely coherent and I didn't know all that was really happening. Like it was almost like I was having a, a outer body experience. And so um, you know, people were saying, saying like, you know, I, you know, they were saying like, I got, I have two personalities and, um, you know, the, another person was like, you sure you wasn't meant to be a patient that checked in and, and, and not the person who got a job. Y'all, it, it, and so what I did was I text this person and I said, you know, Hey, you know, congratulations on the job. And I knew that this was meant to be a, a joke. Um, and, but it happened to be in my notifications and I was really offended. And I don't find it funny that people who are admitted into the psychiatric unit, um, I don't find it funny. Um, and please educate, you know, the person. I was like, it actually hurt me. You know, those comments really do continue the stigma and are hurtful to people who are mentally ill. And basically the person was saying, you know, they think thankful that I was honest and they disagree about the comments um, continuing the stigma and you know people often joke about things and it was simply a joke and things like that that's basically what the person was kind of saying and I told them I said you know what I know that your heart is pure and that you love me and you care about me you would never do anything to intentionally hurt me but I have to um, let you know. And so this was through a text message. And I said, you know what? Let me just call them. And so I called them and I said, you know, again, I know you love me. I know you care about me. But it was so hurtful that when I saw that, I immediately I started crying. I said, we are less likely to make fun of someone who is in the hospital for cancer. We wouldn't say things like, oh, I'm saving you a bed um, on, on the 
the unit or the floor where cancer patients are. We're less likely to make fun of that. We're less likely to make someone who, who, you know, who may have a physical disability um, and they're walking um, with a limp or they're walking differently. We're less likely to make fun of someone with a heart condition. You know, it, but why do we make fun of people who have a mental illness and are and where it's a disability for them? Yes. I'm not saying that every person who's been diagnosed with depression, um, that they're um, that it would be considered a disability. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm speaking for myself and for other people who live with not only depression, but any other mental illness that causes significant impairment where they cannot function and they cannot take care of themselves and they are a threat to themselves and sometimes other people where they have to go into the hospital to be able to become stable. That is not funny. That is not a laughing matter. And to be and to have someone make fun of that is the thing that I find is that people often make fun of things that they don't understand. And so we had this conversation. And as the longer that I spent talking on the phone to the person, they said, you know what? I apologize. And I'm really glad that you checked me. I'm really glad that, you know, we're having this conversation uh, because I didn't look at it in the way that you're telling in, in the way that you're um, that you're breaking it down and you're explaining it to me. Like I said, we're not going to make fun of somebody who we're not we're, we're not going to make somebody fun of somebody who is taking insulin for their diabetes. But we're going to make fun of somebody who's taking medication so that they don't hear voices that will help them. Um, be able to, in my case, my medication helps me to be able to get out of bed. And I don't think people understand how hard it is for me to physically get out of bed or take a shower or eat. Um, I can't stop my suicidal thoughts. When I'm off my medication, I'm more likely to be suicidal. I'm more I'm at risk of having a suicide attempt. And I was like, this is not right. And that's why I do the work that I do. That's why I advocate for mental health by having a platform such as the podcast. That's why I allow people to share their stories because I know that by sharing stories and educating people every time that I do that, it helps to dismantle the mental health stigma. And so I the, the biggest thing that I learned from that or the lessons that I learned from that experience is that, again, when you educate people, it removes the stigma. And the other thing that I learned is that those who love you, they will appreciate you for checking them. And they will make the necessary changes. And the thing is, it's like 
they they will not only make the necessary changes, but they will be able to say, wow, you know, I never thought about it like that. But for people who don't want to understand or they want to remain ignorant, hey, maybe consider distancing yourself from that person or completely removing that person from your life. And the thing is that I I also, what I learned is that when you educate one person, it becomes a ripple effect. So by me educating, you know, the person that's like a brother to me, he begins to educate people connected to him, whether it's on his job, because even though people who work in, in the mental health field, they they sometimes can be use stigmatizing words and say things that continue the stigma too. So he can educate people on his job for those who make can say things or do things that at that contain the stigma. He can educate other family members and friends and um, people um, in the church, and it really does become like a ripple effect. And that's what I learned. And I was like, I have to talk about this on the podcast because the thing is, it can be very scary to live with any mental health condition, no matter what the mental illness is. And you often feel like you're alone and you're isolated. That's why the podcast, the name is Fireflies Unite, because we unite to have the conversation through my personal experience and discussions with guests. And we bring light into darkness. When people are experiencing a mental illness, they often feel like they're in a dark place. But when we talk about it, we bring light, light to it. And that's why I do what I do. And, you know, I'm going to just keep moving this along. And I'm, I'm let's, let's bring on the fireflies. Let's bring on the fireflies because this conversation rolls into my self-care and, you know, my wellness um, segment because I want to ask you, ask you the question. How can you advocate for yourself? What conversations do you need to have with that family member, that coworker, or that friend? Can you let them know how their comments or something that they did or said, how it made you feel? And you educate them on whatever the subject matter is, and then you and then you figure out how can you move forward? Whether it's distancing yourself, removing yourself from that from that person or that particular group of people, or end up where that person's thanking you like, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't look at it that way. Thank you so much for educating me. I'll this is what I'll do moving forward. And that is what he did. He said, you know what? You know, I'll educate um that, you know, the people in my comments. And it's so important. I don't call myself a mental health advocate. Um because it looks cool on social media, because I'm looking for likes and follows. And that's not why I do what I do. I do what I do, one, because it's very healing and therapeutic and it has done wonders for my recovery. But I also realized that by me living in my truth and educating what it does for someone else who has been afraid and in the dark to come out. 
So please educate people, y'all. And it doesn't even have to be on mental illness. It could be on anything, anything that people where people have information wrong and they're saying it like it's the truth and it's the gospel. Educate people. Sometimes you got to check people. Um, Francesca Ramsey and and her book. Um, well, that escalated later quickly. She she talks about um, a difference between like a call out versus a call in, and like a call out would be like going in on somebody on social on social media because I could have very well went in on the comments like. Why would you say that? Why would you do that? And sometimes, you know, I may have to do a a call somebody out on social media. But at that time, the difference in a call out versus a call in, a call in, you know, is doing something privately, pulling them on the side. And that's what Francesca um, um, talks about in her book. You know, I I, I send that person a text or call them, take them out to, to eat and say, hey, you know, when you did that, when you said this, this is how it made me feel. And I just wanted to let you know that that, you know, that was offensive. It was what you said was incorrect. It was inappropriate. And this is what the truth is. And, and I, you know, and this is how we can move forward. And so that's what I want to encourage you, you know, for this week's self-care segment. For this week's therapist shout out, I am shouting out the, um, not a particular therapist, but a particular practice, um, Inner Transformation Therapeutic Services. Um, They are located in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, and also the Rock Hill, South Carolina area. So I will leave the link in the show notes. Inner Transformation Therapeutic Services, um, they have clinical social worker um, Tamika that works um, for the at the practice. They also have Sheena, who is a licensed social worker as well. And they also have Coralina, I believe that's how you say her name. Pardon me if her name, if I said mispronounced her name, who also... Um, is a part of the practice. So it's all women um, practice inner transformation, therapeutic services. And again, they are based in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and the Rock Hill, South Carolina area. So if you are in either one of those areas and they ask you how you find out about us, let them know Kia of the Fireflies Unite podcast sent you over. And that's it, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope and pray that you got something out of this, that you were encouraged to advocate for yourself and for your family members, perhaps. You all have a blessed week and I look forward to you. I look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you obtain tools and resources from the Fireflies Unite podcast to help you manage your mental health, but please do not use it as a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist or psychiatrist. Let's continue the conversation by following me on Fireflies Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.